Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Since the fall of man, a war has raged between good and evil. Over the centuries, this war has distorted the truth. Now the truth is perceived as lies, and lies acknowledged as truth. To this day, the battle continues as we investigate and debate the truth behind the history and mystery of the universe. We are Paratruth Radio. Truth has always said that Ouija boards are devices that open doors to evil entities. And nothing has yet changed our opinion. Instead, our views are only strengthened, especially when hearing about an entity that we call the Ouija Demon. Now Paratruth presents Zozo, the Ouija Demon. What's up, folks? My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And you are listening to the one and only Paratruth Radio. We are, again, live and happy to be here. Uh, yeah, you agree? <laughs> it, was a, it was a nice week off. Yes, indeed, I, I agree completely. <laughs> uh, and for those of you that would say, you guys just started a network, why'd you take a week off? Guys, we've been doing this for almost an entire year nonstop. I don't think we took a break at all this year, if I'm not mistaken. No. Nope. <laughs> so no, we haven't. I, th- I think we needed a at least a week break. <laughs> and for those of you that say I've had like two over the past year, that's not fair statement. <laughs> I was still working, just not on the radio. <laughs> yeah. But <clears throat> nonetheless, you know, today's episode, and Justin and I say this at the beginning of every episode, This is probably one of the most interesting topics that we're going to cover here on Paratruth Radio. Yeah. Again, we say that all the time, but it's true. A lot of these topics we think really are the most interesting as we speak of them. And the next week there'd be something even more interesting. Right. Uh, But this one kind of goes in hand with some things you've talked about in the past. In particular, the Ouija board. The Ouija board is something that many mystics, uh, mediums, everyday people like to use to try and conjure up the dead. In particular, speaking to deceased family members or when I was a kid, it was animals, dead animals, imaginary friends. Believe it or not, kids do try to use Ouija boards to contact their imaginary friends. Uh, You name it, you know, it's really a device that's used originally for a game. It was meant to be a game, but it's transformed to be used by spiritists and mediums to conjure up the dead or everyday people to conjure up the dead and talk to their relatives. And unfortunately, fortunately, that's still happening today, except instead of these so-called dead relatives appearing, there's something a little more sinister showing up. And it's only got more and more recent over the years that this particular character we're speaking of is a demon known as Zozo. Now, there's no biblical uh, words talking about Zozo. 
there's no evidence biblically. There, there's very little evidence in pretty much most writings that talk about a demon named Zozo. But there are demons that have been named. Uh, if you look at the Lesser Key of Solomon, there are 72 demons in the, that, that have been named. None of which that I recall are named Zozo. But that doesn't mean when, they don't name themselves either. That's true. It doesn't mean that, that they don't name theirself, themselves. For all we know, this demon named Zozo isn't, it might not even be his real name. He might just be going by Zozo through the Ouija board, but has a completely different name. Uh, we do know that all angels and demons do have names. The Lord named them when they were all angels. And when Lucifer fell, and he took down a third of the angels with him who were uh, basically uh, walking behind him or marching behind him, you know. Lucifer uh, was a leader in heaven, and when he fell, those that were following him fell with him uh, by their own free will and their choice at the time. And there's probably millions of these demons that are roaming the earth right now. So it is virtually, and actually it's literally impossible to know the name of all these demons ourselves. Only God knows that. But the Zozo demon is definitely quite intriguing, if you ask me. Yeah, it's uh, one that uh, I actually hadn't really heard of this until I was listening to another podcast and the, the name came up. So, you know, doing the research, I was I was kind of interested, and the more I read, the more it, it's it's linked to the Ouija board than anything else. Because, I mean, there are, it does go back to the 1800s, but after that, it it's always linked to the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Which and so just to cl- clear this up right now. I know Justin and I are calling Zozo the Ouija demon. I don't want you to be confused and think that there's only one demon that works the Ouija board. It's just the most common demon that we've heard of and that we've come across, which is why we're calling him the Ouija demon, almost like uh, the leader, you know, of the demons in the Ouija board uh, area. What do you call that? I guess spectrum or area. Or, yeah, I guess you know whatever. Be, be a, a probably be a good term, yeah term to use. Uh, I mean. I don't, <laughs> there's not really a term that you could fit into there, I don't think. Right. Uh, but, I mean, with that said, there are, again, thousands of ways and thousands of demons that are waiting to make their way through the Ouija board or any other type of summoning known to man. Uh, it just so happens, as I said, that Zozo is the most popular, which is why we call him the Ouija demon. That's what he's known for, showing up through the Ouija board nowadays. And there are countless stories about this demon showing up. Now, which ones are true? Which ones are just made up? We have no clue. We don't know what's authentic. We don't know what's just, you know, been a story to tell uh, and, and get some, some uh, feedback. But... I think throughout the next hour or so, we are going to go ahead and talk about some of the stories and just kind of uh, elaborate on the story and then discuss between ourselves what we think is happening here. Do we believe the story? Do we not believe the story? Uh, what did they do right? What did they do wrong? So on and so forth. I think that's that sound fair? Sounds fair to me. And then, and then, of course, I mean, we're definitely going to get into a little bit of the history of this demon. As he, Justin said, he was uh, first came up in the 1800s uh, and kind of just disappeared. But the, in the 1800s, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he first showed up in 1816 when he possessed an unnamed girl uh, from Bacardi, France, who was supposed 
if I said this, was supposedly possessed uh, or possessed by this Zozo demon. Right. And that was first mentioned in, I might completely, you know, bomb this, but uh, Jack Hayes, Jack Quiz, Jacques. Colin. Is that is it Jacques, really? Yeah, it's, That's how you spell Jacques. It's Jacques, yeah, Jacques Colleen de Plancy. Why? <laughs> Why must you make things so difficult? <laughs> Just spell like Jacques, like the way Americans spell it. J O C K. Yes. <laughs> okay, that's completely. I'm sorry, that's wrong. You spell it the way you want. But always, I feel like the words that are big words that you don't, that I don't know, understand that most people can't always pronounce. There should be little, you know, this is, how, this is how you next to it. Like this is it. how you pronounce it. Like ah, got it. Um, but yes, what he said. That's where the story was found originally back in 1816. From there. I don't know if there's many other stories between 1816 and the 20th century or 19th century when this thing started really uh, showing up on the Ouija board. Anything on your end? Everything I came across is that it was it was first documented in 1818 in the the dictionary Infernal, and then nothing until the 20th century when it started appearing to people using the Ouija board. Uh, mm-hmm. And which is weird because, I mean, the Ouija board has been around for centuries. So why not until the 20th century does it decide to start using the Ouija board as its uh, as its uh, a medium to go through? But uh, right. I mean, and as you were talking, one thing that it could be too is, as you said, you know, you're opening doorways to to multiple demons and, and evil entities, whatever you want to call them. And uh, it could be multiple demons using the same name as a scare factor. Right. It is very, very possible. Absolutely. Um, and we see that time and time again. You know, we see uh, demons constantly changing their names from time to time, even though it's the same demon. Of course, we don't always know it's the same demon. Right. But you find it most commonly when you're dealing with a possession or uh, whether that's a possession of a human or a possession of a house, if you will. Uh, I know not everyone considers a demon in the house a possession. I right. do. I consider it, consider it a, pes- a possession of type. Um, but when you're talking to them, you'll get certain things through. I know some people use recorders, uh, and they'll get different names. Some people claim that those different names are all different demons. I think that's not necessarily true. I think sometimes it's just one demon who wants to scare you even more to make you think there's multitudes of demons in the house uh, when really there is just one because that's what they do. They're there to manipulate, to trick. Uh, a lot of demons like to use the name Lucifer as well as a scare factor. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In regards to this, this Zozo, this is what's really, really interesting. Throughout all the all of the stories that I came across, and you can agree or disagree, the one thing that I noticed that was most common is that when Zozo first appears, he doesn't appear as himself. He right. pretends to be somebody else, and that somebody else is usually a family member, a deceased family member that is, or a deceased friend, a relative of some sort, in some way, some kind of relation to this person. Uh, and so there's this trickery there to get you to start talking to him. And then after a short period of time, he just, boom, hits you with it. This is Zozo. You know, this, I was both of those people. I'm just kidding. I'm messing with you, blah, 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 blah. And then literally hell breaks out in your home. 
the one video he's that I was watching, though, uh, well, I, they didn't show much of the beginning of it, but uh, they were they were doing a Ouija board session, and uh, and again, I don't know if this this video is is true or it was just to document what this guy was talking about. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, he was saying he was uh, showing a, a Ouija board session that these teenagers or whatever were doing, and it was just doing a figure eight back and forth, figure eight back and forth, which again is a part of this uh, this description that it, they say Zozo does is either a keeps doing a figure eight or keeps doing zo 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 zo, and uh, but it did they weren't uh, saying that the. Uh, they were trying to contact anybody in particular. They were just asking who was there, mm-hmm. and or if somebody was there. And it went to it did a figure eight, went to yes, and then mm-hmm. when they asked who it was, it did a figure eight three times, and then just do, kept doing zo 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 zo. And then when they laughed at it, this this girl just started convulsing and laughing at the same time. Again, don't know if it was a uh, dramatization. Uh, right. to, to tell the story, but to me, it looked it looked pretty real to me. And, and the one thing that's really interesting, and I apologize for looking down away from the camera at the moment. I'm I'm looking up a piece of scripture here for a little bit later. Uh, but the one thing, as you said, with the figure, something else that I noticed is this whole zuzo thing, the O to the Z to O back and forth. There is. A, a theory and of course I personally don't believe this theory I think it's completely whack but that if you were to if, if a spirit were to uh, or you as a person were able to go from A to Z or from one end of the alphabet to the other back and forth, back and forth you actually open a portal to the spirit world yeah, that's I, how you open I did it see that too, yeah and so we see through a lot of these stories that Zozo constantly goes Z O Z O Z O Z O Z O back and forth over and over and over and over again. It's very repetitive. And then he gets to a point where he starts uh, answering any questions, all questions with the same answer. Because extremely repetitive. Uh, now whether or not he's really opening this portal, which I don't think demons need a portal by any means to get here. I don't think they need you to open the portal. You know, the, when you start con- talking to them, they're they're there to begin with. They're, they're all around us at all times, whether you believe it or not. They're in our homes right now listening to this conversation. That's what they do. They know, get to know us better than we know ourselves, literally. Uh, and so they really don't need any help to, to, to break through. All they need is for you to in, interact with them in some way. Just respond to them, you know, acknowledge them, and boom, they've got you. Yeah, and uh, I mean... We call it opening a doorway, which, I mean, I do believe in, in portals, and I do believe that, I mean, those things can happen, that manifestation mm-hmm. can happen, but mm-hmm. uh, when when we say we're op- you're opening portals, you're opening doorways, basically what we're trying to say is that uh, you're inviting this in, that, that that's opening the doorway to yourself, not to a, a literal doorway, which, again, I said... I believe in portals, I do, which could be a doorway as well. Right. But, well, I'm not saying that portals don't exist. I mean, I just, I don't think the Ouija board that has the demon, any the demon power or the portal, demon right? need it necessarily, you know. Right. Um, but, but, you know, portals is a completely different discussion, which is something else we tend to say every single week. <laughs> there's always something we that we talk about that we're well, like, oh, it's a completely different discussion. We, we always, we do rabbit trail a 
a lot sometimes. But, uh, I mean, to do a, a full show on certain things, it does link to this, but... Mm-hmm. Portals is a, a, as you said, a huge array of things that uh, we can we can touch on on a whole show. So yeah, because you know portals don't always uh, aren't always spiritual by nature. Right. You know, you can think of a black hole. Someone consider that a portal because there's a white hole on the other side. What's in right. between? We can't understand or begin to uh, uh, find evidence or scientifically. Um, I don't know, like get pictures or some kind of explain evidence. Anything, you know, there's just, yeah, yeah. we can't explain it exactly. We can't explain it. Um, and so there's a number of different types of portals out there. I remember when Justin and I, we used to go back and forth from, uh, his house or my house to the rec center. And it'd always take longer one way than it would the opposite direction every single time. I we think always about laughed. that all the time. Do you? Yeah. We always laugh because we're like, there must be a wormhole here. It seems like nothing's moving faster, but the times, it's right. just, much quicker. No Don't space know why. difference. As no far space as difference. Distance. Same exact road both ways. Uh, lights sometimes are exactly the same. You know, sometimes they're always green, sometimes they're always red, but it's always quicker coming back. Yeah. Don't know why. Uh, I just don't know why. It's mind boggling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so back to Zozo. Uh, yes. So, like I said, the one thing that came to mind, and this is actually come to mind a couple of times when I was researching this is the, the mm-hmm. multiple demon demons using the name Zozo for a scare factor because of there being one documentation already so what's going to stop demons from using that name because one particular demon used that name and, and scared somebody so badly um, did a particular set of things, which, I mean, as you said, demons are always watching, so they saw mm-hmm. what it did and just repeat it. Uh, so that that's one factor that came to mind when I was doing the research in this. Nowhere in the research does it point to multiple demons, but, I mean, truly, how are they going to point to multiple demons if they don't know? Right. So... Hmm. Um, a couple of the the uh, key factors, as we talked about just a few seconds ago here, is, as I said, does it figure eight several times? Uh, it, it keeps doing the Z-O-Z-O-Z-O. Uh, one thing that I did not mention in there is it does an inverted Z. And mm-hmm. uh, it does mention, as well as you said, go uh, if you can go to A to Z, or backwards, Z to A, you open this portal, supposedly to to this entity, uh, demon, whatever you guys want to call it, because it gives multiple names as it, as we're doing the research here. Some say complicated entity, some say demonic force, some say demon. Basically all the same thing, if you think about it, but... Uh, yeah. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. So... Some, say that, I mean, it's difficult, it says it's difficult to tell which stories about Zozo are authentic and which ones are nothing more than urban legend because mm-hmm. this thing has got a urban legend type uh, following that that's happening. Right. Well, but still what's interesting is 1816 was when it first appeared, okay? And that wasn't through a Ouija board, that was a story that was written down in 1816 about this little girl that was possessed. From what I can tell, there's nothing after that, right? right? And then the Ouija board comes out, and suddenly 
out of nowhere, boom, Zozo shows up. Yeah. Now, is it possible possible that somebody came across the original story from 1816 and was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Let's spread this some more through the Ouija board. You know, pretend it's off on the Ouija board. Yes, it's possible. It's probable. You know, on the other hand, is it likely that this demon really did possess this girl? And then when the Ouija board came out, decided, hey, here's a way that I can possess a bunch of people or really just, you know, uh, trick and mess with a lot of people and really scare them. That, too, I think is extremely possible. Uh, I know Justin and I have said this many times on the show. When something is faked and the story gets around, people start to believe it's real, eventually that story becomes real. Yeah. It becomes a true story after a while. And I know there's a lot of people out there who will disagree. Uh, I know there's a story that I read from uh, Skeptophilia.com uh, of a guy who wouldn't agree with my statement there, that taking something that isn't real can become real just based on how we view it. But I really, truly believe it can become real, especially when demons realize how much fear is in the Sozo character. They can take it, manipulate it, and make it their own, just like that piece right. of cake. Um, so that's just something... have a mass of people either trying to contact this thing or believing in it in in mm-hmm. a Ouija board session because there, there are times that there's three, four, or five people, all of which have probably heard that name mm-hmm. uh, and uh, just bring it into into existence, whether that's the, the demon, uh, the original Zozo demon that possessed the girl in 1816 or a just a demon that decides to use that name. Right. Well, and Zozo is so popular. Now, the first place that I learned about this uh, Zozo demon was on an episode of Ghost Adventures. Some people out there, some of you might like watching Ghost Adventures. Some of you might think it's fake. I know a lot of ghost hunting shows out there have been faked over the past year. Uh, ghost Hunters being one of them. I actually caught one of the guys on Ghost Hunters faking evidence. Uh, and, and to me, it's pretty clear. I showed a couple other people, and they saw it as well once I pointed it out. Uh, personally... I like Ghost Adventures, whether or not the actual documentation of uh, whatever they're uh, investigating is real or not, you know, whether whether the noises or the voices that we hear are real doesn't matter to me. I really like the documentary style uh, that they, the documentary style that they use in promoting their shows. And pretty much the first half of the episode when it's telling us a story of what they're looking for, or what's going on in this place. I just enjoy the story. However, there's an episode uh, from season 10, season 10, episode 3, called Zozo Demon. And you can actually look it up online. You can just type in Ghost Adventures, Zozo Demon, or season 10, episode 3 of Ghost Adventures, or just, you know, something like that. And you can see the, the clip. There's actually a full episode that you can watch. It's 41 and a half minutes long. There's also a smaller episode, uh, I believe, from cha- TravelChannel.com, which is Travel Channel is where, where Ghost Adventures broadcast from. And I don't know how long that one is, but it'll show you the actual lockdown and this interaction that they have with Zozo when using the Ouija board. Again, whether or not it's real, I don't know. You check it out, decipher it for yourself, but it gives you an idea at least of what people are claiming to go through. Because again, it's just this constant back and forth motion with the Z to the O. Right. And there's, there's this constant similarity of the atmosphere around these people using the Ouija board in which the atmosphere gets really thick and heavy and dark. Uh, some people say it gets darker than dark. You know, it's hard to explain darker than dark, but I know I've seen it before. I'm pretty sure Justin has seen it before, yeah. this darker than dark. Uh, 
but yeah, if you're interested, check it out. It'll give you an idea of what we're talking about. This demon, um, which the heaviness and the you know the darker than dark is always a common thing. When again, you you call it evil entity, you call it demon, whatever you you call it, that's a, a common factor. I mean, right? Uh, and uh, I mean, I, I have, as you said, we've watched numerous ghost hunters, ghost adventures. Uh, I've even caught. A, a ghost lab here and there and a couple of others and I mean I, I would pinpoint a time that you hear them say wow it's really heavy in here mm-hmm. manifestation of whatever you guys want to call it but yeah uh, yeah it, it's one of those things that you can't even describe it until you've been been through it right um, alright folks I think we're going to take our first break here Uh, we are going to hear Eric's random fact of the day and we will be right back with Paratruth Radio right here on the Paratruth Radio Network now Eric's random fact of the day Did you know that you should at least keep your toothbrush six feet away from the toilet? According to cs.cmu.edu, dentists have recommended that a toothbrush be kept at least six feet away, or two meters, from a toilet to avoid airborne particles, which result from flushing. Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food, so come join me on... Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio right here on PTRN. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And we've been discussing the Zozo enigma that goes along with the Ouija board. You can call it a demon because... As far as I've seen, that's exactly what it is. Uh, <laughs> the one thing that uh, I was actually talking to our friend Heidi from Talk Supernatural and telling her, you know, we were going to do the show on on Zozo, and uh, she had actually even mentioned that uh, when she was younger, she had a Zozo incident using a Ouija board. And uh, she didn't go into too much detail other than the fact that it literally scared the crap out of her, which I didn't push it. I'm like, you don't have to say anything more. You know, I I would be uncomfortable telling those stories just because as you're talking about these things, you can bring them on to you. So I completely get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, just just the fact that it hits home that a, a friend has had this happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is this thing that uh, is going around, and it's actually become more and more common 
as the years have gone by, as we get uh, closer and closer to uh, what a lot of cultures are calling the end times. I mean, it's not just Christianity that is saying that we are coming close to the end times. There's a right. lot of religions that are saying that. Um, right. But, uh, I mean, more and more often, entities, whatever you guys call them, demons, uh, I mean... We've covered numerous things that you can call demons uh, from 2009 when we did Night Stalkers to now, and uh, it's just it's just progressing faster and faster where these things are popping up. So uh, this Zozo demon, uh, in your opinion, like. Is it noticing that we're getting closer and closer to the end times to you, and that's why it's speeding up? Is it just because the Ouija boards become more popular and people are opening their minds more to what what people call psychic phenomenon or um, the the occult or or paranormal? What what's your what's your ideas there? I think. I- I'm going to go with number two. I think that the Ouija board is becoming more and more popular still. It's continually gaining popularity, and people are opening their mind to the spirits and to the spirit world. And so they're more easily uh, allowing these demons to have access to themselves, to their homes, to their friends and their family, et cetera, et cetera. The only reason I don't think it's necessarily uh, due to the end times is because I think Satan, as he has done for thousands of years uh, is going to still try to keep his keep it all pretty low key he's still right. going to trick yeah. people you know carefully because it's the end times if he if he's too hard if he comes out too strong people are going to be like oh there is a devil there must be a god and they're going to turn to god uh, and once they turn to jesus the devil loses grasp he has nothing on them so he's definitely going to want to uh, keep, keep his his works as secretive as possible and slowly manipulate people so I don't think that's the problem here. I think this just happens to be a demon who has a lot of pride, who enjoys scaring the crap out of people. There's some demons who like scaring. There's some demons who like to manipulate under or in the shadows, if you will. You know, uh, it just it just depends on the demon itself. And I think this one. It just happens to be that he's able to scare more people. He's he's able to he's able to do that. And you know what? A lot of these people, they're they'll meet a demon, you know, they'll encounter a demon, and they still won't turn to God for help, because that's how hardened their hearts are. Uh, they would much rather deal with the demon possessing and harassing and manipulating and so on and so forth than have to turn to God and give their life over to him. So, uh, unfortunately, it's sad to say that that's, that's how these people think, but, you know, He's getting away with it. Zozo's getting away with it. He he knows what he can do, how far he can push, and nothing's going to happen to him. You know, he, yeah. no one's going to shut it out. So, I, I, yeah, I think that's the problem. I think people are just more in tune, and uh, uh, there's a growing popularity with the Ouija board and just with wanting to interact with these spiritual beings. Yeah, and I mean, there's really no no debate for me on this because there's nowhere stating that it can be anything other than some type of uh, dark demonic entity. I mean, I can't say that. Oh, it could be a ghost. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, um, if you believe in human spirits, which I do, but 
in most cases, when you when you think of people talking about human spirits, there's there's no uh, torment there. There's just uh, interaction, which you know, in in Christian cases, it, it's just a deception by demons. So, in this particular instance, as we started talking about at the beginning, like there are are uh, cases where, like this one here on uh, Strange Dimensions, that says it was her father who had passed. We were testing the spirit, asking questions that only she knew the answer to. Which, by the way, folks, when the Bible says test the spirits, it doesn't mean ask it questions that you would only know. It means it means test mm-hmm. it with with biblical scripture. But uh, mm-hmm. it, this person is saying testing the spirit, as in, do you know what happened twenty year ago? Twenty years ago to me when I fell down the stairs and. You know what happened. That's what they're saying. They were talking about, Uh, and it says after 20 minutes, it switched over and claimed to be my mother. Once again, answering questions correctly, we were both in tears, and before we knew it, the spirit switched over again, and we asked who we were talking to. The pointer went OZ, 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 O. We called him Oz. We asked him to blow out a candle to prove himself, and before we completed the sentence, the candle was out. We asked him the time. Neither of us had watches, and we had been outside for an over an hour, and we ran inside to look, and it was exactly to the minute. He then proceeded to tell us that it was him the whole time, not her father, not my mother, him. He said no, or he said he knew what we were thinking, and that's how he gave us the answers to our questions. He was in our heads. So, from that story, and we've talked about this before, do you think demons can read our thoughts and and use that to their advantage, or is it something that they've seen in in time and are using it that way? Uh, well, to answer your first question, whether or not they can get in our heads, the answer is absolutely not. I actually back on uh, uh, Forgotten Truth Radio, I did an entire episode just on whether or not Satan can read our minds. It's probably one of the most interesting episodes I think that I had done at the time. I had a lot of interaction from people. Uh, demons are, you know, you know, the whole this whole idea of like an angel on one shoulder, or a demon on the other, you know, or the devil on the other, and you have this good and bad side. Well, in a sense, that's kind of correct. You know, I I do believe in a, in a way that there are guardian angels. You know, I believe that there are angels that God sends to guard us and to watch over us. However, I think the demons are a little more um, pushy. If you will, they, they allow themselves to be more known and they do go out of their way to understand absolutely everything about us that they can. And that means our entire family history, all of our history with our friends, beginning to end from the day we're born to the day we die and beyond that. They know our great, 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 great grandparents extremely well. Now, they never knew that we were going to be here back then. But as time went on, they just slowly, slowly were able to uh, understand us to such a T that they are absolutely able to answer any questions we throw at them. Even if we ask them to uh, uh, to tell us something that only we would know, that only we should know, they right. could answer it yeah. because they know it too. They were there when it happened. They can predict the future in a sense. They can't literally predict the future. The only thing they know about the future is that Jesus is going to come back and that they're all going to be thrown into hell. They know it. It's absolutely true. They know that Jesus is God and they fear him. All right. Uh, and that's based on scripture. 
they tremble by the name of God. Um, well, with you bringing that up, uh, it kind of ties to what uh, some things are being said about this Zozo demon is a couple of, of uh, instances it's told people how they're going to die. Do you think that Again, it, mm-hmm. and this is way out there into left field here. Do you think since time is kind of not as linear as we think that they have seen it in a in the timeline that we are in and that, you know, because they can go into the future and into the past and into the present? Or do you think it's just they're just guessing? No, it's absolutely guessing. Demons and Satan cannot go into the past or into the future or into the present. Only God is omnipresent. That's scripturally based. Only God is everywhere at all times. He knows the beginning and the end. Uh, that's why the scripture is able to predict so much. Because God knows what's going to happen at the end. He knows everything about us. Uh, which goes along with uh, the whole idea as to whether or not Satan can read our minds. In 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 39, it says... Then here, if you want to switch to a different one, it says, Then hear from heaven your dwelling place. Uh, forgive and act with everyone according to all they do, since you know their hearts, for you alone know every human heart. Uh, and that is very clear. It's telling us that God alone, God himself only, only God knows the human heart. That can be read as the same way as the you know, he can read our minds. God knows us. We see the same th- thing through uh, the New Testament. Jesus is capable of reading people's minds. We see it over again. Not once we've ever been demon reading anyone's mind. No ever been able to do it. Only Jesus and, Jesus and God can read everybody. He knows everything. He is all. He is in all. Um, <clears throat> and so God is also omnipresent, which means he's everywhere at one time. And Satan is not. He can only be in one place at one time. He can't be there at your place and here at the same time. He can't. He has to be here or there or somewhere else. Personally, I think he's over in the Iraq area, Iraq, Iran, you know, working with ISIS. I think he has a much bigger uh, uh, plate, you know, that that he's working with. He's looking toward the end times. He still thinks... Beside what he knows, beside what the scriptures tell us, beside what God has told all of us and him, he thinks that he can still beat Jesus in the end. He thinks he can still take the throne of God and win supreme. That's because of pride. Because of that pride, pride, that's who he is. He still thinks that he's going to be able to manipulate everybody and win. He's not. It's already been determined. The moment that Jesus was the moment that Satan lost. And the moment he rose was the moment that we won, that he won, Jesus won. Uh, and I think that's just something a lot of people don't quite understand and can't begin to fathom. And I think once you begin to read the scriptures and understand them more intimately, that's when it all makes sense. It all kind of comes together. But, yeah, that was a long answer for a short <laughs> answer, for, for a question that should have been a short answer. But Well, uh, do you think if, like, for example, somebody's using a Ouija board and they ask, how am I going to die? Do you think the demon can cause that particular thing that they say to happen? Like, as far as, like, for example, the the one thing was that uh, a guy asked Zozo how he was going to die, and he said, car accident, alone at night. Do you think Zozo could have caused that car accident to happen? Uh, I th- There's a lot of debate here. 
this is this is where it starts getting a little wishy-washy again. There's going to be oh, there's going to be people who agree with me, Christians, you know, and this is probably a good one to get some of our friends in on to get their views as well. Uh, according to Scripture, when you look at the Book of Job, Satan had to get permission to inf- to afflict Job with anything. God would often say, "Yes, you can do this to Job, but you can't do that. You can make him sick, but you can't kill his family in livestock. Okay, you can kill his his livestock and his children and so on and so forth, but you can't hurt. You can't kill him. You can't hurt him. You know." God always gave him the okay. He needed permission. And it's safe to believe that Satan still needs permission today to uh, inf- to afflict people that are Christians. True no Jesus Christ as Lord. On the other hand, and this is where the agreement, I think Satan has uh, uh, to afflict people who don't know the Lord, who don't believe Jesus to be. Open to any except. And I think Satan has a little more leeway there. And possibly, possibly, possibly. Now, I don't know the full, I can't, I can't say 100% whether or not that's true, whether, you know, Satan can just go out and kill somebody at random. I've heard stories Again, that's something that walks the line, you know. You, you know, um, into existence. So, how someone dies, whether or not that was safe, is who knows. I mean, it's possible. You know, it just depends. Can't say for sure. I'm a firm believer that. I mean, if they're asking this this creature to tell them how they died, and they see that what it answers that not the demon, but they themselves cause the thing that kills them, because they're constantly thinking, "Oh my how god!" It gets in their head, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I could see that. <clears throat> I, I'm going to die in a car accident. I'm going to die in a car accident. Well, all of a sudden, I'm not paying attention for a second. I just caused my own car accident and and killed myself because I was thinking about what this demon told me a year and a half, two years ago. So I I think that's a a big factor in it. Yeah. Um. I'm not. I, yeah. The jury's still out for me. I don't know what I believe as far as if demons can cause it or not, but. It's just something that kind of crossed my mind because they're they're telling these people, "Hey, this is how you're going to die," and that, that's actually how they die. I mean, is it coincidence? Sure, it's a possibility. It's just coincidence as well. Or again, like I asked you, they're guessing, and you know, it coincidentally turns out they were right. So, right. Well, and you got to know that. It is very possible that demons or Satan can be, they can give very accurate guesses, okay? They can be extremely accurate on just a a simple guess um, or prediction, if you will. They can't literally predict the future, but they can almost seem as if they're predicting it because they know us so well uh, and they see just the way we live our lives that they can almost perfectly accurate, you know, perfectly and accurately tell us how, yeah, we're going to die. You know, when, when you're talking to somebody who's a, and it is, this is way out in left field, you know, but just for example, you're talking to someone who is, uh, um, oh, what was I going to say? Someone who, 
who's who's on drugs all the time? You know, who's a drug addict? All right, and they've been on and off for years. They more times on than off. You know, maybe they're off for a week or so, then boom, right back on. It's safe to say that eventually, somewhere down the line, this person could end up dying from their addiction. They overdose. They get mixed up with the wrong people, so on and so forth. We can accurately say that. And so it's the same thing with demons, only they know us so much more intimately than we even know ourselves that they can almost sometimes perfectly and accurately tell our future. You know, it seems like they're telling our future as if they can actually see it, but no, they're just accurately guessing very well, you know. Um, One story I'm going to jump back on is this idea. Do you know who Robert Johnson is? Robert. Old blues musician. The name sounds familiar. I'd have to see a picture okay. or hear a song, but yeah. All right. So there's this blues uh, magician who <clears throat> named Robert Johnson, who supposedly went to a crossroads and sold his soul to the devil. Uh, in return, he was to become one of the best blues players ever. Okay. So the, after he did this, sure enough, he became a pretty good pretty darn good blues player you know you can listen to some of his old stuff there's nothing that's like as clear as we get today music wise right but some of his old recordings you can listen to and it's good music however after a couple of years i can't don't quote me i can't remember exactly how many years it was but uh after so many years he began singing songs about hellhounds on his trail and about how the devil's out to get him and so on and so forth and he started telling stories about how he stole his soul and that one day the devil was going to get him he's going to kill him okay. and sure enough he died at a young age he died in his 20s if i'm not mistaken wow uh right before his career took off so it'd be the devil came in on part. He made him a good, you know, musician, but he wasn't up at top like he could have been. The devil snatched it from under him by killing him, supposedly, you know, mm. when his time was up. They had this deal. Now, whether or not there really was a deal here, whether or not people can really make a deal with the devil, again, folklore starts moving into here, you know, different yeah. opinions and views come into this. Uh, it, 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 you know, this is one of those things that, again, is a completely different discussion. But... It kind of just goes to show that perhaps the devil can take a life if indeed he has uh, the okay or the permission from either God when it comes to a Christian or from a person or, I, you know, I can't, I can't go, I'm not even going to bother going on because I'll just stumble over myself because I can't fully fathom it or understand <laughs> it. But, you know, again, maybe this is something that you and I have to bring up to some of our other friends, uh, our Christian friends, who might have a view as well, or even non-Christian who might have a view as well. Because yeah. uh, it's something I can't answer on my own. But Well, uh, through any of the accounts that you saw on Zozo, did you ever see any of them, uh, any accounts of him possessing somebody after or during the Ouija board session? Which, I mean, some people will debate that a Ouija board session, you're, you're summoning a demon and it's possessing you or oppressing, oppressing you, uh, depending on how you look at it. But mm-hmm. was there any, uh, physical possession as far as you saw other than so- 1816? <laughs> So there's a number of people who claim to have been possessed uh, in these stories. Um, <clears throat> I would start to gather maybe they're possessed in a sense. Maybe they're just uh, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Obsessed. Not them being no, not oppressed. Like being oh, oppressed oh, in a way. Oh, okay. Um, 
of being oppressed in such a way that it almost seems as if the demon is working through them. You know, they're not actually inside of the person, the demon, but instead the demon is working through them. Uh, and there's a bunch of stories like that. One story in particular is a story that I found on yourghoststories.com. Again, don't know if this is a true story or not. Uh, but it's about a young girl named April. She's 21 years old. They, she had never really used a Ouija board, uh, but she had one and she moved in with her sister and they had a few friends over. They decided to mess with this Ouija board a bit. Um, and basically her friends who didn't really believe in, you know, contacting spirits started to witness things that just probably they didn't, they didn't expect. And let's say that. Things really got out of hand quick, okay? It got to a point where things were going so crazy that one of the girls went out of their way to curse this demon. They cussed at at Zozo. And, of course, this April girl got really freaked out. Like, you don't know what he's capable of. Why would you say that, you know? Well, it gets to a point where Zozo starts going crazy, as we've talked about. And one of the things... uh, that they had asked was, is anyone there? And, and of course the cursor moved slowly to yes. And it, why they would ask if anyone is there, this is, I think this is later on in the night, if I'm not mistaken. But they asked, is anyone there? And the cursor slowly moved to yes. And she asked, who are we speaking with? And the cursor repeatedly went from Z to O. Z to O, Z to O, Z to O. Uh, and then she asked, what do you want? And it quickly spelled out her. Of course they go on to ask, well, who is her? And she asked this spirit to spell out the name of who her is. And all it wrote out was um, the, the name of one of the friends that was there with her. And so April asked, what do you want with her? And all he spelled out again was, I want her. And he did this over and over again. I want her. I want her. I want her. They never really understood what it was he wanted or why he wanted her and so on and so forth. Well, April got a little upset and stupidly called him a cat. Okay. I'm going to say cat, C-A-T. You guys know what I'm talking yeah. about. So bad word. Um, <laughs> and of course, that's when things really went kind of. For a second, I thought off. you literally meant she called him a, a cat. <laughs> so a cat. No, no, no. no. Took you prompting. But <laughs> yeah. What she said. But I, okay. I saw it on your face though when it clicked. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, things got bad. Uh, she got angry. Oh, that was a friend. I'm sorry, that was a friend who called this thing a cat. And so she got angry. Told her not to, you know, provoke this thing. And it wasn't long before they were using the cursor, and the cursor got extremely hot. Now, I was telling you, Justin, earlier, this is weird because when me and my sisters were young, we were using a Ouija board. And again, which is weird here, the cursor got really hot and we had to pull away from the cursor. And we never played with the Ouija board ever again because that was just really strange. Could it be a coincidence? Sure. Could it be the same demon? Possibly. Could it just be something that demons do? I don't know. know, The way they manifest, yeah. Just a trick in the book. I don't know. Well, it started getting hot. Uh, this Zozo started spelling out mama, which apparently is another word that's associated with Zozo, something that he uses. Um, and basically, the one friend, and we'll see what you think. I want to see your reaction here. The one friend decided to take his hand off the cursor and refused to play anymore. 
And of course, what happened when he took his hand off the cursor without saying goodbye or doing it the correct way, the atmosphere immediately changed. Got extremely dark, got extremely heavy. Uh, all of a sudden, this girl goes on to say that she could feel Zozo in the room. The air was heavy. She began to get scared. All of a sudden, she didn't feel like herself, and it felt as if something was inside of her. Uh, she felt the most intense hatred she's ever felt before. Very common with people who are inflicted by demons. Uh, she began to laugh hysterically and then cry like she had no control over her emotions. Her mood then changed to hatred again. And she turned to look at her friend, the one that the demon wanted, and with the most evil smile that she could have possibly ever made. Uh, she felt that the demon inside was the one smiling. Like she had no control of her smile, as if something took over and smiled. Uh, they all stopped playing the board at that moment, but felt the heavy feeling in the air uh, and the presence of the demon remain for quite a while, several hours throughout the night. And it just disappeared. And that was it. That was the last time they ever felt anything from Zozo or this, the, you know, witnessed this experience again. They haven't played with the Ouija board ever since. So with that last part there of how her mood is, moods were changing and how she had the smile and these different thoughts, you can call that a possession in a way. I think it's more oppression um, or affliction even. I think it's more oppression because demons are very capable of putting thoughts in our minds. You know, they're, they're capable of making us think things we don't normally think. They're capable of persuading us to do things in a way that we don't think we're really doing on our own. It's just a way that they're able to trick us. But th- that is one example of a so-called possession that I came across in regards to these stories. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't come across anything that said, said possession or anything like that. Or I didn't even come across that story. So I was just curious because i mean the only one that i came across was was the original one in 1816 mm-hmm. um yeah and i mean and just to show you guys to how how popular this thing is becoming this this demon this entity known as zozo i mean it was made into a movie called i am zozo i believe it was 2012 correct me if yeah. i'm wrong uh I so, I mean, just like, look, for example, they're making a show called Lucifer. They have this movie called I Am Zozo. They've got numerous movies out where it's based on possession and uh, hauntings and that sort of a thing. There's a movie that came out this past year, 2015, called uh, Ouija. Oh, you know, right. Another yeah, I did see that one. came out around Halloween. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a really interesting stuff here, and uh, I, I, I don't like covering it too much, and, I, you know, I'm sure Eric feels the same way, because, as we said, you can bring this stuff on to yourself, and it's just something that uh, I felt needed to be covered, because it is becoming more and more common, uh, and... Uh, I mean, I like I said, I had never heard the name until listening to a podcast, and somebody brought the name up, and I'm like, "Oh, yeah." Well, on top of that, I think it's very important that we, as Christians, need to talk about this because that's something a lot of Christians don't do. Even a lot of churches won't cover. Uh, 
won't cover the the, the history of demons or, or Satan. They won't talk about uh, Satanology and demonology and so on and so forth with us. Mm-hmm. They won't tell us about spiritual battles. They won't talk to us about the war that's going on. They're too afraid because of the fact that there is a possibility of manifesting these spirits, these evil spirits. And so a lot of people stay away from it. It should always be about God. And I agree. It should always be about God. It should always be about Jesus. But we really need to teach people about these demons that are out there because if we don't know about them, when they do show up, we're going to be screwed because we're not going to know what to do. The one thing I wanted to mention a a while ago, which I I should have cut you off. I didn't want to cut you off, so I decided not to. But you had mentioned uh, in one of the stories about the spirit um, or about somebody testing these spirits Mm -hmm. in a way by having them answer questions, right? Well, sure enough, like you had said, testing the spirits is completely, is done completely differently. It has nothing to do with answering questions and seeing if they, you know, know anything of your personal history. That's not how you do it. According to 1st John chapter 4 verse 1, it says, John says, dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. The key words here is to test them to see if they are from God. How do you do that? One of the most simple ways, which John tells us in verse 2, is by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. Any spirit that doesn't confess that is of the Antichrist or is of the devil. Um... And so that's really important. You know, the only question you need to ask is, do you believe that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh? And do you believe that he died and rose again for our sins? If the spirit answers yes, this is, this is careful. This is something you need to have discernment for, by the way. Because just because a spirit says yes, doesn't mean that it's telling the truth. Uh, doesn't mean that it's, uh, let me rephrase that. Doesn't mean that it's a good spirit. Okay. Again, I had also already mentioned at the beginning of the show, demons know the Lord, for even they believe in God. Okay? They believe in him. They know who he is. So they could say, if it's a strong enough demon, yes, I believe he did rise. You know, or yes, I believe he did come in the flesh. And yes, I believe he did die on the cross. And they'll trick you right there, because then all of a sudden you open that door. There's something you need to have a lot of discernment in. Discernment doesn't mean to turn in mediums. It doesn't mean you're capable of uh, talking to spirits or anything like that. Discernment simply means you're able to uh, understand where spirit is coming from. You can tell, in a way, whether or not there's a demon there. Okay? Uh, at least that's in my personal belief. I think that's what discernment means. I was gifted with the gift of discernment when I became saved. When I walk into a room, I can tell, usually, if there's an evil presence there doesn't mean I can communicate with the demon one-on-one. I can't hear it in my mind. I can't talk to dead people or anything like that. But I can just tell physically and spiritually that this is spirit, the Holy Spirit that moves, whether or not there's something there. Hmm. So again, it's something you got to be very careful on. But yeah, you know, you test to see if they are of God by asking if the spirit, uh, or if this particular spirit believes that the Christ had come in the flesh. Oh. <sighs> But with that said, I know this, this is a lot of information to, to be yeah. covering. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, but with that said, we do need to take our second break here, folks. You are listening to the Paratruth Radio on the Paratruth Radio Network. We will be right back, and I'd like you to just take a moment, sit back, relax, and check out Justin's Paranormal Headlines. 
And now, Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. How's it going, Parafans? Justin here with your Paranormal Headlines. These headlines are from IndustryTap.com. NASA's new Vassimer plasma engine could reach Mars in 39 days. NASA recently provided $10 million in funding to Ad Astra Rocket Company of Texas for further development of its variable-specific impulse magnetoplasma rocket, Vasimer, an electromagnetic thruster capable of propelling a spaceship to Mars in just 39 days. NASA's funding was part of the 12 Next Space Technologies for Exploration Partnership. Ad Astra's rocket will travel 10 times faster than today's chemical rockets while using one-tenth the amount of fuel. The Vasimer system would cut the trip to Mars by months, according to Franklin Chang Diaz, a former MIT student, NASA astronaut, and now CEO of Ad Astra. According to Diaz, this is like no other rocket that you may have seen in the past. It is a plasma rocket. The Vasimer rocket is not used for launching things. It is used for things already in orbit. This is called in-space propulsion. Vasimer heats plasma and electrically charged gas to extremely high temperatures using radio waves. The system then provides thrust by funneling the hot plasma out of the back of the engine. According to Diaz, Vasimer will save thousands of gallons of rocket fuel and tens of millions of dollars a year. And this has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. What's up, folks? Welcome back. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And you're listening to Paratruth Radio on the one and only Paratruth Radio Network. Uh, I have a bit of glitches here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about this Zozo character, you know, sometimes demons don't want, don't want the word spread about who they are or what they do. But that just comes with the field of work, I suppose. Got to yeah. deal with it. They got to deal with it. I should say, we don't have to. They do. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel the Lord is with us, so we're good. You know, I think we've pretty much wrapped up Zozo to a T. Uh, I, I think as much information as there is, you know, really, if you're inter- if you're truly, truly, truly interested, you can jump online and just type in the word Zozo, and it'll give you articles about what this creature is. Now, I only recommend this to people who really uh, are strong spiritually in the Lord. If you're not, be prepared. Even if you are, be prepared that there is a possibility in which a demon will start to show up and manifest itself. Um, it's just what happens when you open doors. You have to be extremely careful, have a lot of discernment, and uh, pray consistently, okay? But there's nothing wrong with understanding um, what's going on in the world today. So if you're interested, you know, just word Zozo. Nothing wrong uh, with research in general. Just, yeah, I, I agree. Be careful I mean, with it. You, you gotta, you gotta make sure that, uh, 
you are protecting yourself and by that I mean exactly what Eric's saying have, have your beliefs strong and and I'm, I mean be ready too I mean it's, it's going to happen because you're doing the research that something might try and test you or or even attack you I'll go as far as to say that so mm-hmm. um, I do encourage you guys to uh, try and be in contact with us uh, we do love hearing from you guys Uh you guys can hop in our chat room at uh, ptrnetwork.com and you can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, uh, the entire PTRN or Paratruth Radio Network. Uh, you can find both shows on Facebook and Twitter as well as Google+. Uh, I did want to share a quick email and I do encourage you guys to do an email uh, to us as well. And uh, this was from Chris McKenney. Uh, he is actually following up on a uh, on the show we did on the goat man and uh, he had said that he had actually seen the goat man when he was younger corroborated by his teacher who had also seen something out the window and started to rush everybody inside so and this was in uh, Beltsville Maryland uh, or I'm sorry Culvert County which is around the Beltsville area which is I believe where one of the uh, researches we were looking at. It seems like that's where the Goatman story originated, was Beltsville. So, so Chris, thank you so much for uh, emailing us with that and just, you know, telling us that uh, the research that we found was actually very correct as far as, you know, this, this thing actually being out there. Again, just because he saw it doesn't mean doesn't mean it's a, a true creature, not necessarily. But with him and then somebody else that was a, a teacher, an authority figure, seeing it, I believe they all saw what what they would call the goat man. So, right. and Chris, thanks so much, and I do encourage you guys, all of you guys, to email us with any thoughts, questions, concerns, uh, show ideas as far as us doing topics. Uh, mm-hmm. We are we do have the network now. If you guys have an idea for a podcast show that you'd want to pitch to us, again, go ahead, email us. You can go to uh, ptrnetwork.com, just click on the contact, and that will go straight to us, to our, our network email. So, uh, do encourage you guys to, to get in contact with us and, uh, just interact. I, right. I love Absolutely. hearing from you guys. So. Absolutely. Uh, and just a quick reminder, I know we mentioned this, I think, a week ago or a couple weeks ago. Um, I mean, we haven't mentioned it yet. We are considering uh, talking about a couple of things here and there, a couple of topics that aren't necessarily paranormal related. That, yep. That's something we're thinking of starting to do. Um, so if you do have any topics you'd like us to talk about that isn't paranormal related, you know, feel free to drop us a line. Uh, we'd love to hear it, and we'll see. Maybe maybe it's something we can discuss. Um, but we decided to just broaden our topics a little bit more other than just the paranormal. But I, I'm confident that the paranormal is definitely going to be our our uh, foundation, if you will, when it comes to the way we run the, the show. You know, this right. is going to be – this basically going to be our, our – Go-to. <laughs> yes, our go-to is going to be the paranormal stuff. Yeah, well, we, we do enjoy talking about it and letting you guys know 
I mean, a lot of situations can, in history can link to paranormal, even though it's a separate topic. Like mm-hmm. next week, we have uh, Eric's friend Lewis Guthrie on to talk about his movie uh, Lady in White. Yes, it's a paranormal movie, but it's something other than the paranormal. It's about an actual film that or short film that's uh, coming out uh, around the same time that uh, the revealed is coming out. I believe, correct? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm around. Right- Oh, right around May, uh, right around, and if I'm mistaken, there'll be two versions: a family-friendly version, if you will, and a not so family-friendly version oh. uh, of that of that film. And of course, he'll tell us a lot more about that later. That's a film that I worked on. Uh, it was a film that I uh, was a camera assistant as well as city cam operator. So you know, it's going to be a fun uh, discussion and interview with my buddy Lewis. I know he's super psyched. The moment I told him, I think like was that two or three weeks ago, I told him he had posted it on. <laughs> He jumped Facebook on the uh, paratroop like bandwagon that. to get it going it, out. There. It was yeah, he, he was on it <laughs> like white on rice, man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we got that coming up, um, and the next week, <clears throat> Justin. Uh, the week after that, uh, we are going to be talking to Scott Ramsey about the Aztec UFO incident. Uh, mm-hmm. It's actually one that happened before Roswell, but it is way less known. Uh, so I do encourage you guys to check that out as well. Yeah. Uh, Eric and I cover have covered UFO and, and extraterrestrial several times on Paratruth. Um, I don't think we'll ever come to... A different conclusion than we already have, but it's interesting to get the different uh, the different uh, accounts, if you will, right. absolutely to, to hear the truth out there. Um, I mean, it's an interesting it's an interesting topic. Aliens are always interesting. Well, yeah, it, it, interesting and weird all at the same time. Um, so, on that note, folks, I think that's all we got for you. Uh, I do encourage you guys to check out Tiger for God Radio since she is on the Paratruth Radio Network and uh, she does it every other week whereas we do it weekly and uh, I believe it's this coming Wednesday she will have another one out I'm pretty sure yeah because she didn't have one this past week so yeah this coming Wednesday uh, she will have another show out for you guys so definitely check that out as well as Paratruth Radio right here on the Paratruth Radio Network so yeah folks, uh, Tiger Girl from God Radio part of the PTRN network of course, us, Paratruth Radio, every Sunday 8pm Eastern Standard Time if you liked this episode tonight, check out some of our past episodes, if you like those episodes as well, stay tuned for next week's episode, uh, until then my name is Eric, and I'm Justin and we'll see you next week Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Parachute Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can listen to them on HD at our website, parachuteradio.com. And you can also find us at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, and YouTube. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for brand new updates of our show every day.
Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.